Salutations, friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. My name is Kate, and this is my mom, Sheila. And we are just so excited that you're with us today. And I wanted to share a quote from Teddy Roosevelt. I am part of everything that I have read. What have you been reading? We'll share with you what we've been reading and what's at the top of our book stack. Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for stopping by today. We are diving in to a very famous classic called Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. And who also this was wrote Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And Robinson Crusoe. And this one was published, it says it was published in 1883, but actually it was originally serialized um in 1881 through 1882 in a children's magazine under the title treasure island or mutiny of the hispaniola so it's one of those yeah oh and interestingly enough when they did compile it to make it to a novel he robert louis stevenson had titled it the sea cook and an editor Mm. is the one that um told him to change that and i'm like you know, we've talked sometimes about the importance of editors, and I think that would mm-hmm. be a cool, uh, a cool, I don't know, it's almost like a, a what the book what was originally called and what the editor changed it to, you know? Cause yeah, sometimes- we ought to have a podcast and said the top 10, uh, you know, changes or something, because definitely Pansy for Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> yes, love. that and was a great. Would, what did you say he called it? The Sea Cook. <laughs> The so cook. yeah yawn yawn yeah i don't know if he do you know who would have bought that someone thinking <laughs> finally some recipes about uh, fish great all right but i mean i think like editors they're just very important and they're one of those behind the scenes people that we don't you don't hear about but i think a lot of the changes they make are really um they help novels really stand out more so well, you and I've had that conversation that nowadays in this uh, self-published age that we're in, people are too close. Like I told you about what your dad said about the turkeys, that the Drake turkeys that were running back and forth, uh, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get over the fence. They were too close. Mm, so yes. if it's my writing, I think it's all good. Yes. And But the editor steps back and looks at the whole thing and also will it sell? That's yes. what they're looking at too. But I mean, I think they're also looking at how can we, how can I help them make it better? Well, and they've usually read a ton. So their yeah. perspective is going to be different. So um, that is so hysterical. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was, and, and this is, this is not the first book about pirates, but it's really considered the best. So it is one of those uh, it, treasure Island has had a huge um, impact and influence on kind of what, we uh, think of pirates in our pop culture, like X marks the spot, a one-legged seaman, parrots on the shoulders, and all of that comes or, from or Treasure Island. Shiver me timbers. Shiver me timbers. Yes, yeah. I think it's iconic. It, oh, it super! Is. Yeah, which is weird because this is iconic, but yet Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde—that's iconic. That is that's tough. true. Yeah, and Robinson Crusoe, same way. Stranded and, on a des- deserted island. And interestingly enough, Robert Louis Stevenson was a very sickly man. Like, he was a sickly kid. 
and he he had a lot of um illness he couldn't do a lot you know and so it's interesting that he he's a very um well-known classic author who has like influenced a lot of like we said pop culture so i find that interesting that it that he was able to produce all that and interestingly enough too treasure island he conceived that um based on an imaginary map that he created for his stepson it was wow he was drawing this ma- imaginary na- map a treasure map for his stepson and i'm like and the story just kind of came out of that and there was also a lot of folklore around where he grew up and there was actually he incorporated i didn't realize that until after i finished and was looking up stuff but there's a lot of historical stuff um, that he talks about actually in Treasure Island. There's a lot of mm. battles and a lot of like real pirates that he mentions and all of that. So he didn't make a lot of that up. A lot of it was real and stuff that he grew up hearing that in in trials of actual pirates that were hanged. You know, so well, I, I mean, thought that was I interesting. That it's pretty cool that we got the idea for um, Treasure Island from the Blackout Book Club because they read Treasure Island because the boy loved it yes and then i had a boy in my class josiah and he was reading it and and it's a stretch for a fourth grader to read it but he did he made it and you read it to your younger ones and they liked it huh and you know i gotta thank you for that because i so here's why i did that is because there's a production of treasure island coming nearby us and i was like you know i we we really like going to plays I like seeing the theater and I think this would be a really fun one for the boys to see, but I wanted them to have some background on it. I'm like, I really would like to read the book first. So we read it in like two weeks and, um, but it, it's a very challenging read. It's a very challenging read aloud because the language is different and, but then it's challenging too, because they're, they are younger. So there's a lot of words and things they don't get, but you encouraged me before um, to read challenging things and, and you said, even if they don't get all of it, they'll get an idea of it. And you're, you're basically, you told me that you're, you're doing like a foundation. And so something they can build on later, they can go back and reread it later on and pick up more and don't expect them to pick up everything. And I think that would help me back in the past. Like, I'm not going to read this book until they can get everything. And I'm like, no, I, I like, like, they got tons out of this. I mean, they didn't yeah. get it all. But I don't know if I got it all either. No, me neither. So, but you know, it's definitely a boy book. Oh my god. It goodness. is. Yes. Yeah. And it's they'll so remember, exciting. They'll remember mom reading them Treasure Island. Yes. Yeah. So thank you for that. And anyway, so we, we made it in time. Tomorrow is Mother's Day and they are taking me to the theater and to see Ooh. Treasure Island. So awesome. we get to celebrate. I'm super excited about it. But I'm so yeah. happy that you you finished it. Way to go. Yeah. Thank you. So why don't you take us off? Give us a synopsis of Treasure Island. What's what is it about? We know it's about treasure in an island, but and it's a coming of age story for young Jim Hawkins. So, uh, but I mean Robert Louis Stevenson expects a lot of his readers because you know a lot of stories when you have a narrator they tell you about your narrator and all this. He doesn't do that. He just starts, and so true. you're you're kind of lost. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then you discover that it's Jim and it really never gives an exact age for him, but he's like 12 or 13 ish, you know, because mm-hmm. it is kind of a coming of age story and how this um, pirate comes, his mom and dad run an inn and his, this pirate 
comes in and he hasn't had a bath in forever and he's he's very rude he's you know he throws a couple of gold coins on the floor and makes himself at home and he won't leave and uh, that was confusing to my uh, to Josiah because he was like well I don't even understand who's telling the story mm-hmm. you know so I just that's what made me read it I said well you know what I think I'll go get the book since you were reading it too I said let's just all read Treasure Island <laughs> and so when I found out that it was Jim telling the story and how his his dad is actually afraid of um, the pirate asking him for money or anything. And then the pirate tells Jim to look, be on the lookout for a one-legged man, you know. And this was funny from my, my reader in class because he's like, okay, so he finally got a foundation and felt like he could go forward in the book. And anyway, when Jim finally does meet a one-legged man, he's clean cut. And he's very personable, charismatic type of guy. So he says that's not the one that the old pirate had told him about. And my little guy said, one leg, one leg, yes, one leg. (laughs) (laughs) So what did your boys say when that, did they think it was the man? No. Mm -mm. No. Because he, and that's one thing when you look at the, the movies that have been made on this he's always a typical pirate he's not clean cut he's not you know but he was very mannerly very you know and but that's what was told in the blackout book club the guy said that he thought that uh, long john silver was a gentleman and i was Hmm. like what a gentleman but when you read the book he was well and he might have had i mean we don't know his background you know, he might have been raised that way and then decided to go other ways. And, and he is a complex character. I mean, even, I mean, I really do think, I don't think he was a gentleman. I don't think he was. I think he was very self-serving. And I think he did what he did to save his own skin type thing. I, he's, he's, he's a, the thing he, about him, he's above his men. He's a manipulator. Yeah. yeah. So... But my, I don't think my boys recognized him of the one leg because they were expecting a peg leg. So that was one thing that was different. He doesn't have a peg leg. He That's has true. he has a crutch. He has one leg, but he's on a crutch. And so they kept expecting a peg leg. So yeah. And also, uh, I did not know that long John Silver meant he was tall. Mm, yeah. Cause you know, long, I don't, I, I don't know what I thought that meant, but I sure li- I didn't think it meant tall. So I said, man, he's so iconic. He even has a chain restaurant <laughs> named after his character. You know, it's funny. Be a first. <laughs> My husband asked, he was like, why did they name uh, a, a chain of restaurants after kind of the villain? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, because they probably didn't read the book. <laughs> he's the hero though, in a kid's eyes. Because even at that point, Jim has to decide, you know, he, he, he wavers because the, I mean, the doctor and then they, they don't have the charisma that uh, Long John Silver's had. I mean, would you name a, you know, you wouldn't, and I didn't even like the owner of the ship very much. I really didn't like him. He was just greedy. The doctor was different, but the doctor was also a, a man after his own means, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think for a young boy Jim's age to see that unwind after his dad passed away. I, I, I wonder if Robert Louis Stevenson's dad passed away or something at an early age. 
You know, I don't know. And that's a good point that you make because really kind of what, and we won't, I mean, it's, I think everyone kind of understands the story. So I don't think it's any spoilers. Yeah. But Jim kind of, the reason why he kind of saves the day in a way is because kind of of his pirate side, that yeah. kind of impulsiveness and bravery. He didn't kind of follow orders. He had to break rules um, and go in against what way. he was told to do in a good way. But that's kind of more the pirate side. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think he admired about the Long John Silver. And I think that's what Long John Silver admired about Jim. He saw himself in Jim when he was kind of good uh, exploring that pirate side. You know, mm-hmm. some of those, the good pirate um, aspects type thing. So, yeah, I think that's a great point that you make. That, yeah, Jim, he he kind of had, but he was both sides. He had he had both yeah. of those that he was dealing with. How smart is that? Yeah, I, and I liked, uh, I had a quote from him. It says, after a good many trials, I succeeded. And he's talking about he was learning how to lay the ship. And uh, Israel Hands was showing him, but he he expected to fail. And that's why I was wanting to read that book, The Gift of Failure, because why why don't we expect to fail? He did he said after a good many tries, I finally did it. But mm-hmm. our, our we want to do it all perfect the first time. Well that's that's not even that that's not even believable, you know, in yeah. real life. I'll tell you why, is because we don't celebrate we celebrate uh wins we don't celebrate progress like our society has taught us that i mean Mm, you know we don't celebrate uh we don't celebrate a 70 even though that may be your best and you learned a lot through that process of failing (laughs) but we celebrate the the ace you know you're right i heard a focus on the family and it was so good those it was the people that wrote that book the gist and they were saying celebrate resilience Mm. Celebrate yes. if, if a kid is falling down, falling down. You go out there and you say, hey, way to keep on trying to ride that bike. Yes. And celebrate that, you know. And I think well, that's true. We just need to, um, man, I, I, and Jim had that resilience. And, and that just, he just kept on, uh, even that conflict. So he, he like you said, the, there's, the characters are complex because what made him different from the pirate Israel hands is that he, that it's like he didn't have a conscience, whereas mm-hmm. Jim did have. Yes. And, and so he's weighing that out. But like, you're right. When he stole the ship because he had to, it reminded me of your dad talking, he's reading those civil war books. And sometimes of course, in that, that time period, the message would get delayed and, and one of the generals would get something too late and it said to go forward, attack or whatever. And, you know, it, it was beyond the time. Well, they, there's, there's the people that are like the doctor and the squire. They would just go ahead and do it because that's orders. Mm-hmm. That's true. But if it was Jim there, he'd say in Stonewall, that's what made Stonewall so uh, formidable is that he used his head. Yes. And he said, you know, I don't think I, I, that was good three hours ago, but that's not good now. I mean, and nothing against schools, but they're good about kind of, not necessarily brainwashing, but in a sense, kids to follow rules. But really what we want, what we need in society is independent thinkers who say, is this a good rule at this time? Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. rules are there for our, our safety and different things. But but like just like you said, some we we need independent thinkers who can think, OK, you know, wh- why am I doing this? Is this a good thing to do type thing? Yeah. 
and then rules should change too. Yes. To fit fit the time. I have, um, I I had the, the, my favorite quote in there was, uh, I, he's talking to Long John Silver, who, if you remember, like you said, he really admires him. And I loved it when he said, um, I no more fear you than I fear a fly. Kill me if you please or spare me. But no, no, but one thing I'll say no more. If you spare me, I'll forgive all the things you have done. And when you fellows are in prison for being pirates, I'll save you all I can. It is for you to choose. Kill me and do yourselves no good or spare me and keep someone to save you from hanging. <laughs> yes. I just thought, here's a 12-year-old and he, and he's talking like that. And mm. I no more fear you than a fly. Well, and that gained him Long John Silver's respect. Mm-hmm. About him. But actually, we need to back up because they don't even, you know, they don't even know who Long John Silver is. And so let's back up to the other pirates at the um, inn. Well, through a series of events, uh, Jim finds a treasure map and shows the doctor and then the, the squire and they decide to go on this quest. And the doctor told the squire, who's supposed to acquire a ship, to mums the word, not mention really what they're doing. And, you know, and I was wondering if that term, loose lips sink ships, comes from this story. Oh, <laughs> because wow. he doesn't. Yes. And the squire blabs. And anyway, so all pretty much all of their crew are pirates who are pretending to be sailors. So yeah, that's cause... how pirates, that's how they get up in this mess to begin with. Well, he hired Long John Silver, and he let him hire some people. So, I mean, uh, and he was yeah. a cook. He was mm-hmm. Long John was hired on as a cook. Yes. So that's how they get in the predicament of these pirates being being on the same island. So, and you know, the whole thing. I mean, the whole. I mean, it's it's a genius story for boys uh, and anyone that likes treasure and adventure. Because here's a boy at this particular time in his life. That's really all they're wanting is some adventure. And then, mm-hmm. what does he find? A treasure map. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, uh, it's pretty. The timing is great. And then when he takes. Um, uh, young, uh, uh, his dad does pass away at that time. So I, I thought it was, uh, I don't know why that was thrown in there. How, when they find the Captain Flint stuff, the mom picks out just the money she thinks that he, that he owes them, but yeah. not all of it. But at one point it, Jim kind of thought that's what killed his dad was having Captain Flint there. I mean, he never took a shower. He was bad for business and, and he just kept, Wait, it wasn't Flint. It was Billy Bumps, right? Oh, well, I didn't know. I, I I put Captain Flint down there. I might have written it wrong. But anyway, he's the one that started all. And you know, there's actually a, a there was a real place at the time Robert Louis Stevenson was writing this of an Admiral Benbow, so uh, in. So that would have been cool to go wow. to the Admiral Benbow. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. Some of my favorite quotes were, uh, "If it comes to swinging, swing all," say I. And that was from Black Dog. So not, he was a pirate, but I thought that was good. You know, if it comes to swinging, swing all. And then the other one I liked was actually from Captain Smollett. 
um sir with no intention to take offense i deny your right to put words into my mouth (laughs) (laughs) oh that is that's famous yeah Yeah, that means i wonder if that's where that came from don't put words in my mouth man seriously this book is yeah i'm telling you it so got a hold of the boy that was reading it in the uh his spelling word was captain so i said captain and he wrote small it down (laughs) oh he did not even write the word captain so i thought that's cute yeah Yeah. i said what are you thinking josiah he said oh i can't believe i did that and i will like we we did read the unabridged version and so i definitely would recommend that and um this is I, i got this one from the library so it was weird that i couldn't mark in it like i'm used to but it was uh, an illustrated version. And I think that helped a lot with the boys to understand um, mm-hmm. some of the things that were going on and like, like what the stronghold would look like and different things like that. And it was from Usborne. So they did a good job. It was an Usborne complete and unabridged edition. So I, I had a quote that was before the, the pirate that was at the end died. Uh, the doctor said, I've only one thing to say to you, sir, that if you keep on drinking rum, the world will soon be rid of you. Mm. <laughs> and I thought, well, th- and that's kind of what happened. And this one, it, Long John Silver did compliment Jim one time. He said, time goes so pleasant in your company. Mm. I thought, wow. And he also said this, uh, and I know he's the bad guy, but I'm quoting him. You can't touch dirt and not be spoiled, lad. Mm. Well, and I said, yeah, that is powerful. Yeah, he was he was a conundrum. So, but, you know, there's a point in the story when Jim is in the apple barrel and he hears because uh, Long John is a bit of a flatterer. And he hears him talking and he's saying the same things to this younger guy that he had said to Jim. And so Jim realizes then that he's kind of been duped mm-hmm. by that. And so he hears the plan of the mutiny and all that kind of, he hears it. And I said, wow, that, that, that also shows you that things are not as they seem, <laughs> you know, yes. what, and what, and, and then at one, and he gets a climax there when he said somebody wanted an apple and they said, why eat an apple when you can drink rum? Rum, yeah. rum, rum. <laughs> and at that point, Jim was probably thinking, woo, thank you. Sweating bullets. Yeah. Uh, besides, we were afraid that if Hunter and Joyce were attacked, they might not have the sense to stand firm. And I, that made me think of the one person that you said he turned his back on him Um, remember yeah yeah and you said why did he turn his back on him Mm -hmm. i mean there's one thing to be like jim and be brave but i think that might have been crossing the line to stupid well it made me think of hobbit what what's he say about the dragons oh good connection yeah do not miss do not forget to calculate a dragon if one lives nearby yes yes long john summer is a dragon i mean you gotta keep him in your in your sights i I guess they haven't read the hobbit which might be wow good good point well i mean it's just like up down up down i mean you're and then captain smollett is like too rigid he's almost like not flexible at all Mm. but i mean i i will say i mean i don't i don't I didn't have any hate for the man because I feel like he did his job really good. And I feel like he kind of came into the situation that was a really bad situation because of the owner of the ship caused it all. 
yeah. So he oh. he just he received all this horrible burden and he just had to make the best he could out of it. So Oh, I liked him much better than the squire. But the 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 captain he he was honest, but his whole crew was dishonest. Not not the whole crew, but I mean, they but he didn't the even hire him. Yeah, yeah. He and, didn't get a say in who was hired. That's another. And that's another thing you could say. You need to hire if you're the captain. You need to hire the crew that's in your ship. Oh, good point. Yep. Because you need to know who they are. Do they have your back, or are they going to stab you in the back? There's two different things. I'm just like, oh my. I mean, because that was Long John's plan, which is, a, I mean, for a pirate plan, it's pretty good. They were hired, they were pretending to be sailors. They're going to go to get the treasure. They're going to load up the treasure and then sail halfway back home and then dispose of everybody who wasn't with them. So, I mean, they were going to get every get everybody to work, you know, get everybody to work their hardest and then, you know. And that's why John Long John Silver was the brains of the operation because, like Israel Hands, he's like, "Well, why not just kill him now?" And he said, "Well, that's dumb. We don't know how to get back." Yes. And I'm just like, "Yeah, it just goes to show you, you need a leader. You mm-hmm. got to have a leader." And I'm just like, "Wow." And apparently, from what I've read, is that pirate ships were pretty um, at the time. Uh, they were very democratic so to speak they everyone had a voice and they kind of talked about that a little bit and they had rules but they're like pirate rules and you see Mm -hmm. that at one part when there's someone that's questioning um silver's leadership and they're wanting to take that role and so everyone kind of has a vote it it kind of like they air their what's the problem let's you know so everyone kind of had a voice and so they had kind of a um democracy yeah in a weird way so well i think that's the reason the boy and i've forgotten his name but the boy in the blackout book club liked long john silver because he the crew wants the the pirates want to kill jim oh you know what else when you just said that he didn't have a dad figure in the back blackout book club he was kind of like jim so he he liked the strongness and the braveness and Mm -hmm. kind of that I don't yeah. know cleverness of. I didn't think of that. Yeah, but even Long John Silver, where there was a guy that cut part of the Bible out, and he said a Bible with a bit cut out is no better than a songbook. So that's <laughs> a Long John Silver quote. Uh, so and then this is a Jim quote uh, when he's talking to. Uh, well, it, it tells you who he's talking to. You can kill the body, Mister Hands, but not the spirit. You must know that already. Mm-hmm. and i thought maybe that's why jim is so brave is because he's like well if you kill me i'm still not going to be killed yes i i just think that's pretty cool because I, I just heard a sermon on that and that the man said my mom was sick i prayed for her to get better and she died and i thought she did get better she's never going to get sick again that's true she did get better and i think well jim is really brave he's actually braver than the doctor uh the squire the He's braver than the pirates. Yes. He and he saves the day. He's the hero of the story. And I love that. I love that he was he's the, it's like his coming of age story. So mm-hmm. and um and I think it's perfect for any young boy. It's a it's a great adventure. I mean, and I'm a girl and I enjoyed it too. So well, you're flexible. But yeah. you know what? Your boys, when they get older, like Josiah's age or something. 
it, it will be so much easier for them to read it because they'll know Jim's talking and all that. But, you know, uh, it, it, it let me know that, you know, when we read A Place to Hang the Moon, that was Edmund was reading The Count of Monte Cristo. So I think we have dumbed down school so much. You know, I, when Josiah said, do you think I can read this? I said, yeah, yeah, you can read that. And he did. And I'm so proud of him. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And he, and he's proud, you know, that's how, you know, it strengthens thy spirit to do a hard thing. Mm -hmm. What does it do to thy spirit to do an easy thing? Weakens. Yeah. What, what is your quote that you always say about easy times make weak men or something? Can you quote that off the top of your head? Um, probably not, but that's, that's Peterson. I think, uh, that Jordan Peterson and basically I think, um, hard time or hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create, create weak men and weak men create bad times, something along okay. those lines. So, cause, cause I was thinking of that because I think that Jim is going to be a strong man. Mm, yes. And I think that's the thing we need to realize that struggle is good. Struggle is yes. a good thing. And embrace it. Because he did. He didn't run from it. Man. And I, mean, I think he kind of, I think one of the themes of the book is kind of the futility of greed. Because. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Even at the end, he said, I would, I, he'd never, he didn't want to go back. You know, he did not want to go back to the island. Yeah. So. And it's really symbolic because when they go to the place where the gold's supposed to be, it's an empty hole. So that shows you how empty mm. it is, the treasure. Yes. And stuff. So he has some things in there that show, you know, um, that it, that's all temporary. That's yes. not, you know, and I think, uh, and I think Jim wasn't doing it for money. He was doing it for adventure. Yes. And well, we know the pirates were doing it, but you know, right there, the squire was right there with the pirates as far as being greedy. And maybe that's why Jim kind of bested all of them because he, he wasn't blinded by the greed. Mm, that's true. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. a good point. Not, you're right. He stepped back like an editor. Yes. You know? <laughs> he stepped back. He saw the whole picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great, great but, point. I'm, they're, they're classics for a reason. You know, just why? Why are they classics? And when you read them, you'll go, oh, yeah, because they've stood the test of time. Good point. Yes. So. Because there were other books written at this time, but that weren't, that didn't impact our society like this one did. So that's a Is really there, good point. Can you think of another book that has a fast food chain named? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. I'm just uh, like, I had no idea. I mean, I knew it was a pirate and everything, but when I was reading this, I said, this is where all the pirate stuff comes from. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, X marks the spot. I mean, and what was the one you said? I will not allow you to put words in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, yep. Put words okay. in my mouth. The, the, the one-legged pirate, the pirate parrot on the shoulder, all of that was. And this just are shiver me timbers. Shiver me timbers. Roho or yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Yeah, I all mean, that. So all of that was created. I mean, I'm just like, man. Yeah, I had no idea. So I, I learned a lot. Was just, and and also, I don't ever want to own an inn. If you just read the first couple <laughs> chapters, you're like, I don't want to own an inn because this guy won't leave. Yeah, that's true. 
I was just like, wow, how? Yep. And he described it so well. Like, he, you know, it's like the uh, guest who came and they wouldn't leave. You know, mm-hmm. they were, he was just there and they weren't getting any money for him. And he made him. people sing with him and they sang with him because they were terrified of him. But yeah. he would, if he got on a bender, he would have everybody sing with him and they're scared. <laughs> uh seeing it with him so it would have been a scene it would have been a scene yeah well you'll have to let us know how the play turns out uh yeah i will i'm excited to see that tomorrow and let's try to watch that without your bottle of rum (laughs) (laughs) yo ho ho and a bottle of rum and i think that's a wrap on treasure island by robert lewis stevenson and our kiverby timbers as you (laughs) keep those book lights burning and those pages turning we'll see you on the next one Ta-ta for now. Yeah. Arr. Arr. <laughs>